0: So welcome back again to the second part of our podcast here uh, on come and see inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And it's a delight for us again to welcome back a good friend of ours at this stage in the programme, Colm Hogan, who's the Church Outreach
1: Officer with Trocra. Good morning to you, Colm. How are you? Good uh, morning, John. And it's good to be here again with yourself and your listeners as well. Thank you. And thanks for the opportunity to tell you about some of our work.
0: Well, thank you very much indeed again for helping us out in that regard.
1: So maybe,
0: you uh, as again, as I said, you're, you're very welcome. and Thanks indeed for joining us. Today we'd like to maybe to, uh, share. You ask you to share with well, us two things. One, this year's Troker Lenten appeal. And two, maybe Troker's response to the current needs in Ukraine, which of course is on everybody's mind. But to start with, we'll tell you our listeners, especially those outside of Ireland, and there's a good few of those, who and what do Trocra do?
1: Well, Trocra, John, we're the Overseas Development Agency for the Catholic Church here in Ireland, and um, our mission is twofold. Number one, it is to um, to inform the Irish public and educate the Irish public about the structural needs of and poverty that can cause that, that are caused in many of the countries where we're working overseas, and then. Number two, obviously, is to help uh, people, and our programmes of work in different areas. So those areas are humanitarian and women's empowerment, and countries where emergencies are needed as well. So we, we we do a lot of work. We do a lot of work um, with regards to human rights and human face and resources as well, making sure people have resources to live. I suppose, a lot of things that we may take for granted ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Basically,
0: Yeah. And, and I know it, it, it would be good for our listeners also to check out your website, because that's very comprehensive in letting us know exactly what you do. I mean, the website again, just advise us of the address of the website again,
1: please, Colin. Yeah, John, the website is org, And um, on that website, you will find a lot of uh information and a lot of information about the countries where we work in, but you'll also find very useful information for parish communities and for schools Mm -hmm. that they can use throughout the year. So for example, this year, just to um, let parishes people, let people know in parishes that I know the country is planning to have a national day of remembrance for people who died from COVID-19 and who have suffered from COVID-19 during the month, uh, during this month of March, mm-hmm. so we actually have a prayer service for that in our Book of Prayers for Lent this year, and also John, we we um, have our Mass Talk on our website as well. So we invite priests in parishes around the country to to let parishioners know about the work we do by using that Mass Talk at their weekend masses in parishes during Lent as well. And then the, the, our education, our education page on our website, John, is it's really, really good. It's um and has resources for for those beginning in um, early school, early school years, primary school, and post-primary, and youth resources as well. So it's very good, very comprehensive. And I'd say that you know
0: that's a pretty good idea now to have those. Uh, those, those resources on your website for young people, because maybe they don't always get the opportunity um, to resource those outside of their school environment. So maybe you'd rely quite a bit on the school community to let the young people know of these resources,
1: and I'd say they get involved too. Would that be fair to say? Oh, they do indeed, John, and it's it's great to see, and it's it's a, it's a good it's a good thing to to make people aware of too, because um our our development education team in Troker are really, um, I, they're nearly entrepreneurs in the sector because we have, we have a project called Game Changers. Okay. And it, it talks about, say, for example, it talks about conflict. It talks about um, climate change in a way that they gear, absolutely geared towards young people and the youth. And we actually have, um, people will find it on our website as well, on, on our education page. Uh, where y- young people can come together and design their own projects and be entered into a competition.
0: Oh, wonderful. And,
1: um, so that's, a wonder- that's a wonderful thing to have and a wonderful challenge, say, for a group of young people to take on as a project themselves. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that would that, be a good idea. Maybe, maybe sometime it would be a good idea for us maybe to try to touch base with some of those young people who are involved with those other sort of projects to let us know what they're doing and also to encourage us, the so-called older generations, so are we wiser? I'm not too sure, as to yeah, how we can help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like one of, like, uh, one of, one of the education team would, be, would, would have no problem coming on talking about the whole project. Yeah. So that would be a good thing to at, have. Yeah. S-
0: at some stage, we, we'll certainly pencil that one in. Yeah. So coming back to this year's uh, Troker Lenton appeal, it's focused on supporting impoverished people in Zimbabwe. Will you share with us about the situation in Zimbabwe in general? And then maybe about the family that featured on a trucker box and pack this year.
1: I will indeed, John. So, John, the people in Zimbabwe were already facing a, a daily struggle to provide food, water and education for their families and facing droughts due to climate change. But the COVID-19 pandemic, as we all only know too well ourselves has made this struggle even harder. Mm -hmm. So believe it, it's a it's a it's a sad statistic. Seven million people are living in poverty, especially women in southern Zimbabwe. And it's a a drought prone area which has been disproportionately affected by the long term impacts of COVID-19. So we will ask, we're asking people to support families in Zimbabwe who are unable to grow enough food to feed themselves because of drought and climate change, now which has been made worse by the impact of COVID-19. So women, John, uh, just uh, we celebrated International Women's Day during the week. That's right. You know, people arguably were saying um, that, um, you know, like people were saying, oh, we should celebrate You know, people, women who are in power. But today, it's really a day for remembering all women. Yeah. And women in Zimbabwe, where we are working are the primary producers of food and they need to be protected and need to be supported in the face of sometimes harmful and violent gender-based violence which is in, which increased a lot during COVID-19 as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So, John, I'll tell you about the family on our box. Yes, um, please. Yeah. This year. So we have a woman called Tanda Keely. She's 31 years of age and her children are on the box as well her daughter, uh, whose name is No Matter, and her son, whose name is Forward. So they're unusual names for us. Yes. But just just to give you some context of those names, No Matter is... Um, the parents in Zimbabwe call their children um, positive, positive names. So like, they may seem strange to us, but for example, they called the daughter No Matter because they said no matter what happens is in life, we're going to make sure that she's okay. And then with forward, the young boy who's eight years of age, he said, no matter what happens to us in life as well, we will be thinking of going forward all the time of all the obstacles and struggles we face. So it's it's one of the customs they have in this part of Zimbabwe where they actually uh, call their children those names. So Because I know we've already been asked, God, they're strange names yeah. to be having yeah. them. But there's a context and a reason behind it. So sadly, Tandakili last year, as I said, she's only 31. Her husband, Donovan, died during COVID last year. And Donovan was working in South Africa at the time. So where this family lives is on the borders of South Africa. So a lot of people from that area have to go to a different country to earn money, Mm. to earn a living. So sadly, while... In South Africa, he got COVID, got COVID very quickly. Tendikili told us that she was talking the day before. The following day, she got a phone call to say that he got really bad uh, a few hours beforehand and died within the day. So it was very sudden. And just like many people in Ireland, John went abroad many years ago and sent money home to their families from the States and mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Australia and from England. Donovan was doing the same thing for his family. So uh, because of COVID, obviously, that really impacted them. But Tanda Keely, John, is a very strong woman, and she's very ambitious for her children's future. And she hopes, with the help of Trocra, and with the help of the support from yourselves and from people all over Ireland, that she will get help to um, start off a clothes shop business for herself. Oh, lovely. Because she wants wants to make sure that her children get an education.
0: You know something, I I, I know you just mentioned that just a few seconds ago there about it was um, recently we celebrated um, International Women's Day. And on your website, I would just, um, I'd just like to quote back again what she mentions on the website. I thought it was beautiful. She says, I live for my children and my wish is to be able to provide for all their needs. My greatest fear is to die whilst my kids are still young. I pray that the Lord keeps me so that I, I can raise them until they're old enough to take care of themselves, she says. How many people of, of our own generation, in our own culture, feels a need to pray that prayer? Not too many.
1: Not too many is right, John, yes. And um, she also says, John, which is really Profound for any of us is that the Lord's Prayer gives her gives her yes. courage, hope, and strength, and like that's remarkable because um, the, the, you were asking me about Trocaire at the beginning of our conversation, like that's the very reason and the values why the bishops of Ireland founded Trocaire almost fifty years ago. Now we celebrate our fifty years next year. Like they founded Trocaire because they wanted to give courage, hope, and strength to so many people overseas. And in situations like Tandikili and her family as well. And like my colleagues in Zimbabwe, John, have met Tandikili and, and her children. And like they, they found her like to be so human-like. Obviously, she was so upset still. Naturally, yeah. Losing her husband. Mm-hmm. And yet they found her really determined, as you say there, like to live for her children. She wants to make sure that her children have a bright future. So it's, it's remarkable the resilience of these people is is nothing short of remarkable, and always always amazes all of us when we meet them.
0: You know, there's a quote there also on your website there from the young little lady. No matter, to speaking about focusing on a, a career, and she says her favourite subjects are maths and English, but the COVID pandemic has had an influence on her future plans. I wish to be a nurse so that I can help the sick, she says with a smile as bright as the sunshine in Zimbabwe in spring. Wasn't that a lovely image to to portray with a smile as bright as the sunshine? So, therefore,
1: these people have an awful lot of hope too, um, Colin. Would that be right? Oh, they have. They have hope. And um, I I think um, what what gives them hope too is that they see, like, say, the likes of ourselves out there helping them, the local partner organisations that Troca are well known for working with because... um, uh, Well, like part of our part of our ethos and part of our charism is that we work with the local groups out there so that they know best how to help the local people in the best way possible. So, for example, we're working with we're part of an organization called Caritas Internationalists and Caritas Bulawayo is is our partner in this particular part of Zimbabwe. And uh, Caritas Bulawayo is part of the archdiocese of Bulawayo, and I met well, I I met him on, on on Zoom, and I was chatting to him on two or three occasions. The archbishop of Bulawayo, and he was really he was really confident about about um the work the the work he was really confident in the work that he was that broker are doing hmm. to alleviate poverty where that diocese is remarkable what we can do as well.
0: So just remind us again um, just about this particular family. How do you reckon Troker will be able to help this particular family?
1: Well, for example, John, um, we'll be able to protect them, like protect families like Tandy yeah. from disease, right? Yeah, that's important. So we'll also be able to buy some school shoes for children like Forward mm-hmm. and no matter in the community. mm mm-hmm. them with food essentials. And then, because I said a lot of women are the producers of, um, a lot of women are the producers of the farm products there, we can create support for women and children in villages like Tandakiles. So, like even creating a water borehole, because access to clean water, John, is a huge challenge as well for a lot of these people. And especially when they're living in a drought-prone area because of climate change, they need access to water, needs to be clean, obviously. We often, like, as we well, We're well used to water ourselves in this country, but um there's places in Africa where they don't have access to water, and sometimes the water is not clean either. So it's just one of those big, big challenges for people. Just about... Um
0: again, Troker's work and so on and so forth, the response of the Irish public has been very supportive of Troca over the years and I'm sure you could share with us maybe a few examples where our support is making a difference to people's lives. Could you share some of that with us? Maybe one or two?
1: Yes, John. Um, for example, we, we respond to a lot of humanitarian crises in countries affected, say, by natural disaster, by pandemics and conflicts. So like all these armed conflicts and natural disasters uh, as we, we are well finding out in these days, they deprive people of food, clean water, education, health services, sanitation and protection. So devastating natural disasters like droughts and climate change, they're like, they're, they're increasing. Yeah. So thanks to your support, we're providing rapid assistance in those cases. So like providing, basic needs like water and sanitation, supporting women and girls safety and access to services in crisis. Then we're providing shelter and camps for people forced from their homes. And then in healthcare, John, because healthcare care is, is something else that, that can be maybe is down the priority list when maybe someone yeah. is looking for food. Yeah. So basic healthcare, maternal health care. Nutrition and hygiene are top of the list as well, particularly in places where COVID has been affected, making sure that people have proper hygiene facilities as well. So they all seem very simple, basic stuff, but like this is what these people need, especially in the countries where we are.
0: And I'm sure you have many calls from people who who would need that help as well. And And, and thanks a lot so much for all the work you're doing.
1: Yes, indeed,
0: yeah. What I also want to mention, uh, and we'll come back to maybe a bit more information later in a few seconds, is um, also responding to the needs of those who are suffering as a result of the current crisis in Ukraine. Can you share with us how Troka are involved in this area, please?
1: Yes, John, another another really sad situation and um, obviously one that's unfolding in front of our eyes because we're we're seeing it every day on our TV screens and we're listening to radio reports and i actually have a friend of mine who's who's out on one of the border pints at the moment out there so it's um helping out so it's one of those devastating another devastating humanitarian disaster and again people in ireland are responding to it with great compassion so the most effective way from 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 trocar's side as i mentioned before we're part of an organization called Caritas Internationalists. So just as I said, we were working with Caritas Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. Um, We're also working with Caritas Ukraine and Caritas Poland. So we're working with them on the ground in those two countries. And what we're doing there is we're supporting Caritas Ukraine and Caritas Poland um, with, with people who have managed to cross the border and who are at maybe people who are at the border as well. So I'm providing shelter and essential supplies, including food, blankets and hygiene supplies. So in the midst of this conflict, um, John, for ourselves here in Troca, it has heightened our awareness that not to forget the millions of other people like the, that were in all the other countries where we work in yeah. that are not on the TV screens every day and yes. that we're not hearing about on the radio. No. Yeah. So it's really highlighting to us as well that we cannot forget the millions of people in, say, for example, South Sudan, Somalia and DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Many of those people are also displaced by conflicts and some are facing famine. So it's a it's a real, real like pull of our hearts, like because it's really highlighting in an ironic way, the conflict in Ukraine is highlighting all the places we, we we are working in for years and, and coping with that as well. So like again, John, as you well know, and we, we're hearing about it on our TV screens every day at the moment too, the generosity of the people of Ireland is deeply appreciated. So like we really appreciate the support our people are giving to us for our Lenten appeal and for our appeal in Ukraine.
0: <clears throat> okay, so just two things maybe just before we finish. First of all, one that's very close to my own heart there, um, the the Troca Gifts campaign, Gifts of yes. Love, uh, because I, I find this is a very good tool myself for my grandchildren to be okay. able to, to send them something like this and make them a little bit aware of even the little thing they can do, the difference it can make. Maybe just one or two examples of these gifts of love you might be able to share with us, please, Colin.
1: Yes, John, I, I'll be able to share that and like... And it's just it's good to make people aware, too, like because we highlight these gifts of love more so at Christmas time, Yeah. because obviously Christmas is the season for for gifts Um, these gifts can also be used for for birthdays or for marking different occasions, yes. like say, someone marking maybe a retirement or congratulations on something that has happened in their life, say for a wedding or a, or a baptism or whatever. So, like the gifts that we have, like say you can buy a gift of of um, of chickens, say for example, yeah. That and and just to explain to people that that like that donation is given to us and say for, and it's sent out to the countries where we are. So, say for example in Zimbabwe, just because we're Zimbabwe is our Lenten country this year. Mm-hmm. If that that donation could be sent in, and like those chickens would actually be bought in country and given to a family like Tantachilles. Then like you can buy gifts of soap because of the hygiene um, and also emergency water, access to clean water again. Um, Menstrual Dignity was one of the new gifts there at Christmas time Mm. and uh, that was one of the gifts that really did well in our campaign. And also water filters as well just to make sure that people have access to clean water. Like water is such a thing, as I said, it's, we take for granted so much. And yet families where we work with don't have access to that clean water at all, you know. so
0: Yeah, So and I mean, they, you know, these gifts can range from eight euros for the chicks. I know my grandkids love those anyway, right? They're up to 50 euros and 100 euros and so on and so yes. forth. All this information, of course, can be found on the Troker website. So maybe just to finish off, Troker need our support for the wonderful work. Do you do? How can we help?
1: Well, I'll tell you. you know, what 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 people can do is they can obviously donate to our Lent appeal for our work in Zimbabwe. Um, and like that's pr- like Lent. The Lent campaign is our our largest campaign of the year. So that like all the monies raised there go to go to where the need is most. They can use our resources on our website, as I said, for parishes and schools. Mm-hmm. And, um and if people want any guidance with that John um they can contact me like at column.hogan at trochra.org. so like you can you can give that email to anyone who makes inquiries about that okay um we're at this moment in time John with regard to with regard to Ukraine where there is if you're familiar there's an Irish emergency Alliance group has formed over the last year and Trochra, are part of that group with a number of other charities um and like donations to the iea will go towards helping caritas ukraine and caritas poland as well so like there are the different ways we we can we can help and also within the troker box john that people will collect in their local churches over the lenten period i think there's a there's a really um there's a lovely Lenten calendar within yes. the
2: trowel box, hmm.
1: and like we have, like I have, what my one now up in our fridge, in our kitchen, hmm. and I look at the all for each day. So say, for example, like yesterday we prayed for, for women all over the world, especially women in Zimbabwe, and I know today is the, I think if I can remember rightly now, um, the feast day of Saint Francis of Rome, who was a great believer in. Um, in uh, praying for people in poverty. Mm -hmm. so like Even one little thought a day is good just to remind ourselves of our, of Troker's Lenten campaign as well. And like that little thought, little prayer is just probably ourselves thinking outside of ourselves just for that moment. And and that's very much worthwhile as well.
0: And as much as we can do in terms of promoting and so on and so forth, we, we also have our box on top of the fridge. Excellent, and and, uh, and a few little lights around it, just reminding people um, when they come into the house. One of what one of the conditions of getting out of the house is that they put something <laughs> into the troker <trocal> box. <laughs> anyway, very good. So very far, good. so good. Listen, Colin, thank you very much indeed for joining thank you, us John. again. Uh, yes, and, and, thank you, and uh, God bless your work. Well done.
1: Yes, and thank you for the opportunity, because like without 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 your support and without the support of the people of Ireland, we could not do our work and we, we really appreciate that. So I just want to wish God's blessing on the generosity of everyone who supports our work and your listeners. Thank so you very much
0: for that, Column. Thank you. So at okay. this point in our podcast, we might just finish off uh, with a beautiful piece of music by Don Moen, And this one is entitled, maybe appropriately enough, God Will Make a Way. So join us again in part three, where we read really and reflect on the Sunday Gospel.
2: For each new day, He will make a way, He will make a way. Oh, God will make a way, where there seems to be no way. He works in ways
1: we cannot
2: see, He will make a way. new day.